Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, everybody out there in Easy Way Radio Land, Radio Boomers Live. Live coming to you, of course, live. Risa, are you out there in Radio Boomers Live? Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful Columbus Day, right, Reese? Is this a holiday or what's going on? I mean, I guess a few people are indigenous in Calif in California. It is Indigenous People's Day, Jim. Indigenous okay. People's Day. I got you. We're rewriting history. We're rewriting history. Those things they did not that they told us in elementary school were not true. I'm not going into the minutia of it, but in California, we're now calling it another name. It is no longer Columbus Day. It is Indigenous Peoples Day. Indigenous. Okay, so I gotta you, keep up with this stuff. Yeah. Well, so if you're off, off work today, remember what you're celebrating. Yeah, and we're not going to tell everybody what it's like when we look out the window. We're not going to tell everybody that it's an average of 78 degrees year-round in Southern California because Reza's going to say, no, it's not like that. It's cold and windy, and stay where you're at in your other states. Everything's fine here because Reza wants to keep California to herself. Right, Reza? Absolutely. (laughs) There's already more people here than I want. So just go on our freeways, even on the holidays. It's a mess. But That's moving time. on. <laughs> moving on to hot topic time as usual. Here we go. Let's rock and roll. Ripped from the headlines. Today's hot topic. Well, speaking of the lovely weather here, it is fire season here. I always say we don't have seasons in Los Angeles, but we actually do have one season, and it is fire season. You may have heard the la- over the weekend we had just a horrible, horrible fire, something like 700,000 acres. It's just amazing how quickly fire travels. I just want to remind everyone, do the things that the fire department and the police department tell you in times of emergencies. They had lots of people that didn't want to leave their homes. I understand. I wouldn't want to leave my home either. But you can't defend a raging fire with a water hose. Let the firefighters do their job. They do it best. And they kept giving warnings. People, please, if we say evacuate, evacuate, because we can't come back and save you. Now, from what I've heard so far, no one was injured that was that actually stayed behind. But in the past, people have not only been injured and lost their homes, they've lost their lives. So if you're told to evacuate, evacuate and let's do some precautionary things you can clear the brush from around your home they tell you you should clear it x amount of feet depending on how much fire danger you're in clear it It, it's amazing how some homes were saved and some weren't simply because people actually cleared the brush around their homes they also tell you to try to get your roof redone with the type of fire retardant roofs so when the embers fly 
and they land on your roof, they don't light up. They don't ignite. So if you can, if you can afford it, get your roof redone. And something they really talked about in this fire that they did, I hadn't heard them talk about before, were the palm trees. The palm trees dry out here in Los Angeles. They look beautiful. They're on all our postcards. They're, you know, like 100 feet high. But when those embers get to blowing around in the wind, they ignite those palm fronds, and they go up like a Roman candle. So as much as we love our palm trees, you might want to consider, if you live in a fire danger area, cutting down that beautiful palm tree. So there are things that we can do to help the fire department out, help ourselves out, and maybe even save our own homes. So just take precautions, and if you happen to find yourself in a disaster zone, any kind of disaster, flood, fire, because after the fire season, we do have flood season, just follow the directions of the first responders. They know what they're doing, and they do it best. Jim, what's your hot topic? Tip you gave everybody there. I had uh, I just want to share with the fires we had in California. People at the last minute are told to leave. Well, if you prepare a little bit at home, one tip is have a fireproof and burglar-proof safe where you could put those real special documents, pictures, videos, you know, the old pictures you have, things that are very valuable. So if there is a major disaster and you have to leave right away, you know when you come back and everything's gone, you open your safe, you have your important documents and things. So on the hot topic time, we got uh, Trump calls for a treason inquiry into impeachment leader. The Dems tried to uh, zero in for a couple of years on that uh, uh, Russia probe for the voting fraud and all that, that didn't work. And now they're trying the impeachment uh, situation with the uh, whistleblower, and that doesn't seem to be working. So he's he's calling for a treason inquiry. Kurdish forces backed by U.S. strike deal with Syria's Assad in major shift in eight-year war. That's uh, that's kind of a rare situation in the economy. U.S. manufacturing sector activity hits five-month high in September. Interest rates for home buyers. 30-year fixed rate about three, but uh, I mean about four and a, about 4.3, 15-year 3.79. In California, with a median price home of 570, has the median down payment. Most people about 115,000, about 20%. In South Dakota, you would pay 190,000 with a down payment of about 5,200, which is 2.7%. How the U.S. economy, how is the economy doing overall? There are six facts that tell you how the economy is doing. Economists call them leading economic indicators because they measure the early influences on growth. In July 2019, they report that the economy is doing well. It has a steady growth, low unemployment, and little inflation. So the top five concerns in our society today are climate change, large-scale conflicts, inequality, income discrimination, poverty, religious conflict. These are the five concerns people have overall. Uh, we got some weather situations. A typhoon, big typhoon hit Japan and caused massive damage over there. And uh, dozens of people were killed in that situation. And there's a really big search going on. Uh, it was a big typhoon that hit. 
So uh, historic snowstorm, blizzard conditions. Montana got hit with a quick, you know, when they get hit this quick with three or four feet of snow, it really stops things in their tracks. And with that snow that they say at three or four feet, you can have wind drifts of like 20 feet uh, in some areas. A strong earthquake hit Indonesia, and uh, the quake was measured as 6.5. A large glacier on Italy's Mount Blanc is threatening to collapse, causing evacuations and road closures. Uh, so, Reith, that's about it. We got Tropical Storm Karen causes uh, problems in the Virgin Island, Puerto Rico again. And predictions are uh, for a colder than normal winter for 2019, Reith. So put on your... Put on your warm jacket and get your boots ready in case we get some snow out here in California. But that's all I got time for. Okay. Well, that was a lot of news in a short period of time. I try. so much. To our first commercial time. <laughs> commercial time. Word from our sponsors. Yes, indeed. Looking to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At EasyWay Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomer's Forever Young products. Boomer Boomer Boost. Oh, they do. They do their homework, Reese, and uh, I. that's how I start my motor in the morning. But we have a very special, unique guest coming up because a lot of people want to be a speaker, and there's more to it than meets the eye. You have to have the information. You have to have the skill set, and uh, our guest coming up is Lisa Reed. She's, with, she's the founder of OC Speakers Network and Get Speaking Gigs Now. Uh, I'll tell you, it's not an easy situation with the speakers sometimes. They have to have the information. They have to have the mindset, the skills. But I I can't go on and on about introducing this lady because her bio would go too long. We're going to bring her on. 
and let's let's ask her some questions and find out what's going on in the speaking world and what makes people you know what brings them to uh to the world of speaking so lisa are you on with us i'm here can you hear me lisa yes welcome lisa Lisa. this is uh rita gray from betty white's off the rocker rita this is lisa reed lisa rita hi good morning lisa Yes, indeed. So, Lisa, were you a, a shy, you know, like uh, a shy type person, you know, where you were uh, kind of intimidated? You didn't want to be get up in front of the class in fifth grade. And what what do you think brought you to, you know, being on a pinnacle of uh, all of a sudden it, it being in the speaking world like this? It's amazing. Great question. I was not a shy person. I will confess. I've never been accused of being shy. Um, but I will say that um, a lot of times introverts or shyer people can make amazing speakers once our message gets bigger than our fear. Um, and that's when we start to make a really big impact. I, um, I always loved the facilitation or teaching side of speaking. So it's not to say that I never get intimidated. I never feel shy. <laughs> because I do, but as long as I know what I'm talking about and I have that confidence um, to share my message, then then I then I I love to get up on stage. This is a really interesting so, topic. So, Lisa, I was going to say, Lisa, you do the teaching end of it. A lot of people think that you can just get up on stage and rattle on, but you it's really important finding your message. Do you mm-hmm. teach people how to find their message? I do. I help them get their talk ready to rock. And so what I do is I, I help them um, really discover their own brilliance in a way that they're not giving too much content because sometimes speakers will actually give way too much content and overflow the audience with too much information. Yeah. But yeah. you need to give them just enough so they're, I call it like an appetizer, like they're like really interested in hearing more and they want to connect with you. But you also showed who you are, you served the audience, you gave lots of value, and there's, there's a, a method to doing that. So that's what yeah. I help them create. So how important is body language up there, you know, waving your hands and pointing to the audience and doing all that kind of stuff? Or can you be calm and just kind of maybe sit in one of the bar stool type situations and talk to them? What do you think? That's a really great question. Body language is very, very important, but sometimes people can take it a little too far if they're not aware of their, it's more being aware of your body language and not being someone that you're not. Like if you're a person who uses a lot of hand gestures naturally and that's your personality and it adds to your talk, then it might be great. But if you're trying to do it because you're supposed to, it might feel weird to the audience, I think that's part of that finding your own authenticity, but also being aware and being aware of your body language. A lot of times, one of the biggest things I see speakers do is walk in front of the projector back and forth. They kind of like start pacing because they think they're supposed to walk a lot um, or get you know get the whole the whole span of the audience, and that can be distracting if you're just walking back and forth and walking back and forth, yeah. walking back yeah. and forth. So there's different ways that totally you can do agree. it. <laughs> and you know what? I agree also because I have a camera and I have filmed sometimes. I'm going back and forth with the camera. You know? Yeah, you're getting busy. Uh, yeah. And and you can't walk away from the camera because you come back and you missed half of them. But Absolutely. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. We got Lisa going back. And now 
what was it that because there's so many paths you could have taken what was it that brought you into this was there something saying do you want to get a message out do you want to get in front of an audience uh and and start teaching where was it that or what was it that brought you into this field yeah i i mean i wanted to be a teacher from when i was a little kid i wanted i was taking gymnastics and wanted to be a gymnastic teacher and then i oh. and then i thought well i'll be an elementary school teacher and i my very first public speaking engagement was when I was in seventh grade. I taught about seatbelt safety to the entire school, um, which seatbelt safety isn't the most exciting topic for uh, adolescents to hear, but we made it really funny, and I really enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed taking something that could be dry but making it interesting for the crowd, and I, and I remember just having a lot of fun doing that. That's probably where it started. Okay. Well, Lisa, got, you used uh, a little earlier. You used the A word, authenticity. Now, mm-hmm. I'm an actress. I perform in front of people, but I very rarely am my authentic self. How does someone locate their authentic self? Do you t- help teach someone? Because a lot of speakers that aren't good speakers, you get on stage and you can see that they're kind of uncomfortable. They're not authentic. Can, yeah. Can you? You, well, you can learn acting, but can you learn authenticity? I think um, it's about trusting yourself and knowing that you're enough and knowing that what you have is valuable. And when I work with people, um, I don't ever tell them what to say or say uh, I help them. We collaborate. But it has to be in alignment with who they are and their personality. And so I'll, I'll notice, like if I'm saying, you know, Aretha, you know, we're, we're talking and we're collaborating on a, on a talk for you. And I hear a little hesitation in your voice. I'm going to say, well, tell me, do you like that? Do you not like that? Like, where are you at with that? Is that right? Like, let's get the right word so that you feel when you go on stage that you are, this is you. And so what will happen a lot of times is I'll, I'll, we'll be working on something on their talk, and they'll say, oh, man, that's a brilliant what you just said. I said, well, I didn't say it. You said it. So I listen to what the person who I'm working with, I listen to my client and hear their brilliance, then I repeat it back to them, and that's when we know we've landed. It's like, that's what I really meant. That's what I really want to say, and it's their words, and I don't ever script a speech. Um, Different speeches require scripting. Uh, The ones I help people with don't, Um, but I give them a template so they can follow it and feel really authentic about the direction that they're going, and when they do their offer, like if they're going to offer something from stage, it's like it's got to feel right. You've got to be excited about what you're offering. You've got to believe in what you're offering because if you don't, it will sound fake and it will sound, I don't know, salesy, creepy, weird, whatever, and I don't want that for anyone. So it has to feel right for that person. Yeah. Now, the speakers seven. have to have product, like you said. They have to make some type of offer. Do you help speakers get their product or their offer ready also? We do, absolutely. I never want a speaker of mine to go on stage and not be super clear about what they're offering, why they have to. I teach them how to break it down in a simple way for their audience to understand the next moves. And that could be something as simple as I need you to hold up your business card and write a word on it, you know, like write, call me, and I will contact you. It could be something old school. It could be something high tech, like, you know, I, you know, text this number to ABC123 and you'll get this free report. It could be 
I'm handing out something and you're going to put your credit card information on there and it's going to be a, you know, thousand dollar or thousands and up dollar package. So it really depends on the person, what their, what their strategy is to get clients. I got a couple of speaker questions for you. So sure. uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time, but you can summarize it kind of quick, but okay. I'm going to hit you with uh, this. Uh, I looked up some of the fears speakers have. So I, I just real quick, I'm going to throw them at you. Seven fears of speakers, the top ones. One uh-huh. is fear of doubt, what they're going to yep. talk about. Fear of fear of nervousness, fear of forgetting, fear of technology, fear of a tough audience, fear of time, you know, the time they're going to have, and fear of the unexpected. So yep. basically, these are some, you know, you're you're aware of that. Uh, if, if speakers could have one wish, what do you think? Uh, what do you think it would be if they had one wish to walk up on the stage? Is not having any of those fears? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, I think confidence is a big thing. Being clear on their message, knowing that what they're going to say is going to is going to make an impact. Um, they want to make an impact. Usually, speakers don't get into the business of speaking unless they want to make an impact. So they make it. They really want to make an impact. And one of the ways that they can do that is all the behind the scenes stuff beforehand. Is like preparation, um, knowing your technology, whatever your needs are, knowing how to manage the audience in case something goes wrong, knowing how to manage their own nervousness um, before they get on stage. So there's a lot of prep work that can happen to mitigate all of those fears that will help them be successful. Okay. So, so Lisa, uh, if, if someone in our audience wants to be a speaker, how can they mm-hmm. reach out to you and and – get all the information you have available. Absolutely. They are welcome to go to my website at get speaking gigs now. So it's gigs with an S dot com. So get speaking gigs now dot com. There is a free report they can grab. It's five top tips to get speaking gigs now. Um, that will give them access, immediate access to some really great bonus information. And there's also a link on there. They can book a speaker success assessment call with me. That is complimentary. I'm happy to answer any of their specific questions. I've personally booked and delivered over 400 talks. So I have been out there. I have seen all kinds of crazy stuff. (laughs) And um, my goal is to help speakers get their talk ready, get it ready to rock so they can rock the stage, get booked, and stay booked. That is my my goal. So for the speakers listening out there now, how how can they shift from thinking about speaking to actually getting a gig being booked? Oh, that's a great question. A lot of people, like, they are talking about becoming a speaker and thinking about it and thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it. Um, When I help someone get their talk ready to rock, we dive deep and we go fast. And I will get them ready. As soon as they book their call and their session with me, we dive in. So part of it is just getting that talk done so that they can move forward. That's the first step, getting it done in a way that you know is going to help generate clients for you. Uh, so again, a, what, how can they get in touch with you? What's your website uh, again? Thank you, Rita. It's getspeakinggigsnow.com. Okay. And they can get a free report. Yeah, free report and a call with me. My name is spelled a little different. It's L E I S A R E I D. R E I D, not R E D. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lisa, for being on today. There's so many people I know that want to be speakers and they don't know how to get started. You sound like a perfect way, perfect person to call up or get on your website 
and get that information. Thank Lisa, you for you having me on. Much. We, we have to have you back. There's just too much. I mean, I have 50 <laughs> questions for you. There's so many people that want to hear stuff about you because there's so many speakers and everything. So we're going to have to have you back on again because this is really thank interesting you. stuff. But thank you for coming on, Lisa. I know you're a busy lady and, uh, and you know, good luck in all your, uh, and all your gigs. <laughs> thank you so much. Now.com. Thanks. Thanks, Lisa. And now another so, word from our sponsors. And a word from our sponsors. Reetha, you have to become a speaker. We're going to make Reetha a speaker. I've been a speaker. My problem is I don't have anything to offer. <laughs> so I just I just speak other people's words. It's just easier for me. Give me the script. I'll learn the script, and I'll say the words. You did good at the Golden Gala. Are you tired of doing business the hard way? Is building your business taking too much time and energy? We can help. Introducing your ultimate solution, EasyWay Business Membership. We're a full-service digital marketing solution specializing in branding and marketing, advertising, and introductions to CEOs and influencers that can help your business thrive. Problem solved. Now you can hire our award-winning team to work for your business. We've received many prestigious awards, including the Digital Trailblazer Award by Hollywood Weekly Magazine, and we've been recognized by Congress. For just $11 a day, you'll get more exposure, reach more clients by next month, guaranteed. Here's how it works. You pay one low annual fee of $4,000, and you'll receive consulting, branding, marketing, advertising, social media support, product placement, and business introductions to help your business grow exponentially. And if you need more, we offer SEO, commercial, TV exposure, and much more for an additional rate. To recap, for just $11 a day annual membership fee, you'll receive branding, consulting, business-to-business introductions, advertising, and social media support. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers say. We've been working with EasyWay, Eric, for the last six months, and literally, we are slammed with work (laughs) for two months straight, so his marketing definitely works. To learn more, visit EasyWayNetwork.com or contact us at 877-399-2929. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Facebook at EasyWay Network, Twitter at EasyWay Broadcast, and YouTube at EasyWay TV. About to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing this morning? I've got some good news for you. I've got a great guest lined up, and we're going to bring him on right now. His name is Bill A. Jones. Good morning, Bill. Carmelita? Yes. Hello there, Carmelita. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. You sound like a Verizon commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. 
Yeah, I'm just so pleased to be on your show today. I'm pleased to be on your show. Go ahead. Yes, I want everybody to know uh, something about you. You are known to millions from your multiple appearances as news anchor Rod Remington on the hit Fox TV show Glee. And you've done many other television shows, episodic shows, as well as films. And uh, you're also the star of a uh, very well-known short I would like for you to tell people about that, but I also want them to know that you are a wonderful cabaret singer. You've been named as L.A.'s top male cabaret concert artist by Broadway World's Don Grigware. And uh, as a singer, you have opened for the likes of Tony Bennett, and that's saying something, and you've toured with the Glenn Miller Orchestra, you swing with the greatest standards in the tradition of Frank Sinatra and Michael Bublé, as many others. And with that to do, welcome, Bill. Thank you so much, Carmelita. It's it's an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, and you are very kind. And and your characterizations of me and and what I do. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you've been been at it for a while. Uh, you're very professional. I've been uh, checking you out, and the first time I met you, you were actually swinging those wonderful standards with a big band. Uh, and uh, I, I would like to ask you first of all how you started and where you're from. Uh, where were you born, and uh, what <laughs> led you to your path as an entertainer? You know, that's a great story. Uh, sometimes when I do my uh, nightclub act, I, I throw out the question to people, you know, and, and oftentimes I'll either have on a suit or maybe a tuxedo, and, and, uh, and I'll ask people to make a guess, just yell it out from the audience, where do you think I'm from? And so people will say New York, Chicago, uh, Cleveland, uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, and rarely does anyone actually get it. I am from just outside of Nashville, Tennessee, and I grew up uh, around country music. And uh, as a kid, I actually sang on local radio stations as a, a guest on, on uh, certain little programs, uh, WDKN in Dixon, Tennessee, and WPHC, I think it was, and Waverly, big markets. <laughs> and, and sang, as a kid, things like Folsom Prison Blues. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I would have never guessed that you got rid of your country accent. I did, I did. I, I worked very hard for that for years because, you know, as an actor, you're pretty limited if you only have a, a, a southern accent. And and so I, I worked to get rid of it and come up with what I guess is characterized as a Midwestern accent. Uh, mm-hmm. Although if you need me to, I can just sort of click it back into it, you know. And, and, well, all righty now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, well, you know, but, yeah. uh, you have somebody in common. I, I have a a friend, a very dear friend. As a matter of fact, she's a member of my organization, uh, the Rose Breast Cancer Society, and she was Little Richard's girlfriend and still is. Uh, they met way back when, so it's been like a courtship of over 50-some-odd years now, and he is currently living in Nashville, Tennessee. Ah. <laughs> well, Nashville is 
you know, people think of Nashville as country music. Actually, uh, Nashville, the very first million-selling record out of Nashville was a big band tune by the Francis Craig Orchestra. Don't ask me how I know all this stuff. And uh, uh, and that was the first million-seller out of Nashville. And, of course, Nashville is also noted for, you know, the center of the gospel and music, but also R&B and all kinds of things. Like New Orleans and certain other areas, it's a great incubator for people. Uh, although, I, you know, I discovered uh, the kind of music that I sing now on a radio station. I was probably in my teens around... 14 or something like that, and I I had uh, uh, a nice stereo I'd gotten for my um, uh, Christmas gift, and I was twiddling across the dial, and I discovered a station that in those days was playing great standards, and I fell in love with this music, fell in love, uh, and uh, through that and through uh, through the Bing Crosby Christmas album, it just sort of, sort of shoehorned me into discovering the whole uh, genre of, uh, say, Sinatra and Darren and uh, Tony Bennett and all of these other people, other fabulous artists that, that I've come to know and love and, uh, and, and borrow from uh, liberally uh, from, from time and again. Well, how did you um, come to be the opening act for Tony Bennett? Oh, that's, that's a, a wonderful serendipitous thing. Uh, you mentioned that you first met me singing with a big band. Well, I'm still singing periodically as a part of that big band. If you're ever free on a Tuesday morning, you go over to the Northridge section of Los Angeles, the corner of Balboa and Nordoff, and there's uh, a place there called Las Hadas. And every Tuesday morning at 10.30, it's technically this band's rehearsal. They crank up 17-piece big band, uh, and I sing with them. Well, Every once in a while, this group of musicians known as the Big Band Alumni uh, get hired for various events. And they were hired uh, to provide, if you will, dinner music, if nothing else, during a big benefit over at the Beverly Hilton. Uh, it was uh, a benefit for the St. Jude's Children's Hospital. And a guy named Phil Donahue was the MC. Um, they had us on. I got to sing, and then uh, we cleared the stage. Some comedian named, uh, oh, what was his name? Ray Romano came on and, and did some uh, did some material. Uh, then they unveiled a new forever uh, postage stamp dedicated to Danny Thomas. And then Mr. Bennett came on with his quartet. And watching Mr. Bennett, uh, every time I've watched Tony, it's been like a master class and showmanship and in musicianship and uh and i did have the opportunity of meeting mr bennett backstage uh before he went on and uh i i told him i said mr bennett you are an inspiration to me and he is because i mean he's what 92 93 now and he's and amazing I, yeah and he's still going like the energizer bunny <laughs> it sure is mm-hmm. sure is and and so i you know i i met him and and I, and I realized when I introduced myself that maybe he didn't know that I had sung earlier. He might have just shown up because sometimes that's the case. And I said, I was singing with a big band just a few minutes ago. And he said, oh, oh, hey, kid, what's your name? Kid, what's your name? I love that. <laughs> and uh, I guess to Mr. Bennett, I am a kid. And uh, and I told him, Bill A. Jones. And uh, and he, he said, B.A. Jones 
which sounded so cool coming out of Tony Bennett's mouth that I thought for a split second, maybe I ought to change my name. And then I thought, well, no, I've got 30 years of TV credits as Bill A. Jones. Well, I guess that's no good. So anyway, that's that's the Tony Bennett story. Well, that's great. And, um, you know, he's still going strong, singing with the likes of Lady Gaga and much more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and speaking speaking about sharing the stage, our producer wants to let me remind you that you met him on stage at the Freedom Ball. I, and, uh, I that, do remember. You, you know, you had mentioned to me that you were getting ready to do another event for them, uh, you know, to, to put out... Uh, um, yeah, the I was, issue uh, of uh, sex trafficking. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah, uh, that, that that event on my Facebook page uh, was mm-hmm. scheduled for the 19th, and that's been pushed back for uh, uh, various reasons. Uh, so just watch my Facebook page, and it'll come mm-hmm. back up. But but yeah, that's and where I'm at. Speaking of Eric, your Facebook sure page, can you give that out so people can can learn absolutely. about you and also your website? Absolutely. Uh, my website is the easiest thing. It's BillAJones.com. Mm-hmm. So just go to BillAJones.com. From there, you can click on a link that will take you to my Facebook page. Or if you want, you can find me at uh, Facebook.com slash page, and that will bring you right to my fan page. Um, and, um, and that's where I uh, update on a regular basis all of the different things that I'm doing. Um, such as the thing coming up uh, November 1st down in uh, Orange County. Yes, November 1st in Orange County. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, that's a great deal of fun. Uh, I've appeared several times uh, as a guest at the Jazz For Us series down there. A wonderful gentleman named Wayne Weissman promotes that, bringing uh, great jazz and standards to uh, Orange County. And I'll be, instead of coming with a big band, uh, I'll be coming with my own smaller group, six pieces, called the A-Players. And uh, my musical director is a wonderful arranger and keyboardist uh, named Paul McDonald. Uh, Other people that I'll have with me includes uh, a great drummer named Gary Gibbons. Uh, I have... um, bass player named Jeff Takaguchi, my sax man is Dennis Mitchelltree, and trumpet player is Bradley Black. And um, and we have been at Jazz for Us, which uh, this particular performance is at the Baha'i Corinthian Yacht Club in Corona del Mar on Friday, November 1st. You don't have to be a member of that yacht club. This uh, is open to the public. You can get tickets at the door, or you can uh, go to... Um, my Facebook page, and and there should be a link in there that will uh, take you to a ticket uh, site where you can get tickets um, and um, uh, and guarantee uh, your ability to get in. Um, that's uh, that's a great deal of fun. I've performed there like three different or four different times. I forget exactly. And someone told me not to aggrandize myself too much, but someone told me. Uh, the last time I was there, um, I, I received two standing ovations last time I was down there. Uh, I can and, believe that, Bill. I've, well, I've witnessed your show, your performance. Oh, you're so kind. Uh, I I was told that of all of the acts that they had seen, I was the first that that particular patron who said, I've been at almost all of the acts, uh, this is the first 
act I've seen that has received a standing ovation. And uh, someone to tell me that, that's very, very gratifying. And and uh, and I, I tell that story at the risk of sounding immodest. So, um, uh, <laughs> well, but sometimes I, I do, you have to I, blow your own horn, you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I enjoy what I do so much. I enjoy when I'm working on camera. I enjoy when I do voiceover work. And when I'm doing a live performance, to me, Carmelita, it's like a religious experience because I'm offering up something that helps to elevate the experience of the people in the audience. They respond, and that elevates me. It's a wonderful loop back and forth, and uh, and I'm very grateful that I sort of rediscovered it after taking several years away from it. Well, listen, on that note, I would like for our listening audience to get a taste of your music from your CD. And we're just getting ready to, as I say, get on our horse and ride off into the sunset. So uh, I, I want to thank you for coming on Carmelita's Corner on uh, the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. And uh, hopefully we'll see each other soon. God willing, we'll be sharing the stage someday together. Um, and uh, we're going to listen to your music now. And once again, we'd like for everybody to go to www.billajones.com. You don't need a cabin, river, stay away from my door. Now you don't come up any higher, I'm all alone. You leave the bed in the fire, cause that is all I own. Don't go breaking my heart forever. Stay away from my door. Jim, I think I'm in love. What do you that think of that? Voice. That voice is like butter to the ear. It is Bill A. Jones. I I was there at the Freedom Ball also. Such a voice, speaking and singing voice. But Carmelita always has great guests. He definitely has the voice, and he mentions Bing Crosby, and, you know, it brings me back some of the memories. But, uh, Breith, we have a, uh, we have another, I mean, yeah, Carmelita has such interesting guests, but we have an interesting guest coming up and talking about someone that really we need to get the statistics on what's going on. Uh, I, I, um, Ulrich Foresca, if I pronounce the name right, uh, was, he has a organization called zero debris. And I'll tell you, this is, we're talking about the beaches. Uh, uh, we have the beaches and not only beaches reef, but you know, that area, it's, uh, I think they, they call it the uh, Great Garbage Patch, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch floating between uh, Hawaii and the U.S. is 600,000 square miles of trash that's floating, twice the size of Texas. And this thing is floating. And if you fly over it in a plane, you see this big, giant 
like it looks like a continent out there, but it's just trash. Can't land on it. And we're going to bring him on, uh, and and we want to get some statistics because he's trying to make a difference with uh, cleaning up the beaches and everything. So, Ulrich, you on with us? Yes, uh, Jim. Uh, thank you. Yes, uh, you pronounced my name right. It's Ulrich right. Floresta. So, Ulrich, this is Reetha Gray, Reetha Ulrich. And, uh, hey, good morning, yeah. Ulrich. Good morning. Good morning. And, you know, what you're talking about is this is like it's almost inconceivable. I mean, the statistics on this are like how can you possibly tackle a monster like this? This is like going out in the field trying to tackle a 20-foot guy and you're two feet tall. Wow. I hear in one day thousands, thousands of volunteers worldwide collected from beaches enough plastic beverage bottles to fill five swimming pools and enough plastic straws to reach the height of 10,000 palm trees. Boy, no wonder the wow. restaurants are saying you got to ask for a straw, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, right now, that's uh, what uh, a mandate in California that any um, local restaurant or uh, food chain, would rec- you would need to request a straw. They won't hand you a straw. Because they won't uh, have it, yeah. right now, no, 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 they don't. No, they won't. They would give you your no. drink with a lid on, but uh, the straw, you need to ask for it. <laughs> so, so they're going to start switching, uh, getting rid of straws altogether with just, what, paper straws or something, right? They have to get rid of those straws. Yes. yes. There, there are uh, small mom-and-pops restaurants that uh, had shifted from uh, plastic straws to uh, paper straws. And uh, that's, a good, that's a good way to start, I should say. Yeah. Aldrich, could you, I'm, I, I get that the straws are a problem, but can you kind of elaborate a little bit on why we're picking on straws? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Zero Debris it's an organization that started last December of 2017. So we're basically uh, a newbie. We're only 22 months in the ball game. And having said that, even though we're just like 22 months here in the United States, causing actions and awareness for local residents of Santa Monica, Zero Debris is now in three countries. Zero Debris Mexico started last uh, August, and Zero Debris Philippines started last uh, February Valentine's Day of uh, this year. Wow. So we're continually impacting not just the United States or local residents, but we are impacting globally. And there were a few people who came during the World Beach Cleanup Day last September. We had uh, cost 942 people to come to the beach that day, September 21. And we have garnered more than a, more than a tonnage of debris collected on just wow. the span of Santa Monica, uh, lifeguard towers, uh, I think 15 to uh, 26. So that's basically what happened during that time. And they say more so than 80% of... So it's not just of... straws. What, what, what other debris do we need to be more careful about or stop using even? Uh, thank you uh, for saying that. Uh, it's actually the usual... We, we have a party on a beach, and then it's like 10 feet away, there's a trash bin, but people leave it behind, broken bottles. Uh, yeah. that, that's what you need to like be careful on the beaches. And on the Santa Monica area, on the Santa Monica Pier, um, 
we have also found some used syringes with needles uh, on it. So, okay, you're yeah. going to have a party. You want to get high and everything, but just please discard them properly because we have kids who are also yeah. on the beach, toddlers. And so those are the things that are harmful. And we don't, like, you know, um, get to pick them up, even though it's not my trash. And so zero debris basically what our mission is, is starting from us. Getting out the free in us of apathy to be more aware of the environment. Mm -hmm. More than 80% of the beach debris is associated with plastic. So, what I mean, you have to, uh, you have, and this is expensive stuff you're talking about. When you, when Mm -hmm. you have somebody come to your house and, and, you know, collect Mm -hmm. some trash, it's expensive because they have to have a vehicle to put this in and then they have to go to a, a, you know, a refuge place, a waste management place, and dump it. That's expensive Correct. now. So, how, uh-huh. where do you get money? Do you have donors that give you money to rent these trucks and haul all the stuff? Uh, what What happens is, uh, since we are still newbies on what what's going on, it's uh, mostly the team's uh, funding, and there are those who sponsors us. Helps us in a way, a hundred here, a hundred dollars there, but it it is really that expensive. So what we do is, I myself on my vehicle, on my small SUV, whatever we collect, we don't just dump it on the beach. If it's recyclable materials, we I personally make sure that the team puts it on my, put it inside my SUV, and I take it to a recycling place. So yeah. right now it's it's like you know uh, getting started and. Thank you for giving me the platform to speak so that all the listeners and whoever is there, like, you know, it's also an environmental conscious uh, company or uh, persons or whatnot, that they could, like, you know, give us some form of help in regard to funding. So, uh, yeah, it's volunteers that uh, make a difference. And uh, yeah. I, I heard that uh, a couple of the, the worst beaches were uh, Kamalo Beach in Hawaii and the Hanna Beach in the Dominican Republic and the Juha mm-hmm. Beach in India. So I I, I would say, uh, you know, like you're based in California, right? Yes, yes, Jim. Okay, so um, what about, you know, like they used to have signs, you know, no, the smoking, actually, they didn't want people smoking because they were dropping are you still finding the cigarette situations with the yes. cigarette butts? Cigars? Still get that. <laughs> we we actually had a had a game three four months ago. Uh, who's who's the biggest butt ever? So we collected cigarette <laughs> butts on the beach, and and believe it or not, we we uh, we collected like probably uh, if that it's a gallon size, we had two gallons of uh, in in four hours. We only do the beach cleanup once a month. And for four hours, we collected like two, five gallons of cigarette butts. Wow. And believe it or not, that was just like with uh, 24 volunteers. And it was uh, something that uh, we naturally do as a team. We tally. We have uh, statistics, how much we, we, we collected, what kind of cups, who's, who's, uh, who's selling them, Starbucks cups or mugs or whatever. And a- yeah. anything that is like left on the beach. Mostly also clothes, believe it or not. I was making a joke. I said, they came in clothes, and then they <laughs> leave the beach naked. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? So, 
So let's yep. get into the fun stuff. What about unusual stuff that you find? Let, let's, you know, the plastic bottles, cigarette butts, that's, you know, mm-hmm. like yuck. But what about the, the you ever find something kind of like cool on the beach? Like, oh, look at this, uh, you know, or like we, people go around with these uh, these things, they move around and, the, you know, like uh, detectors. You ever find some uh-huh. you know, jewelry or cool stuff? I was able to talk with somebody who was doing that, and he said the strangest thing that he ever saw was like a, a an automobile part. I said near the beach, huh? and said, "Yeah, believe it or not, it was just like uh, a crank or something that probably people just like want to dump everything on the water or something. I I don't know. Yeah. But those are just the fun stuff. We also found a um, a computer piece, like a, a hard drive or something." stuck in the oh. sand so no those those are those are some uh of the uh kind of quote-unquote exotic things that we find on the beach <laughs> so how about a how about a bottle like an old pepsi bottle and you look at it brush off the sand and inside was a note that somebody might have <laughs> dropped off a boat somewhere some kind of note saying you know you ever get anything interesting like that uh, so far, not yet, Jim, but uh, looking forward to re- reading a message in the bottle. <laughs> the message in the bottle, yeah. So, so where do you think where do you think you're going with this? Are you guys? Do you think there's some light at the end of the tunnel? Can we catch up with this? You know, where can we keep our beaches clean, or is it getting overwhelming? Where you're going like, whoa, this is a tough to, job. Correct. To be straightforward with you, in the last 22 months, there were several months that I said that I was going to be on the beach. And yes, we have never, uh, we have never, what do you call this, absent ourselves when we say we're going to be here at this day, at this time. We always do. But there are days that I say, what am, what the heck am I going to drive there for? And after me cleaning, it's going to be filthy again. But the passion of making something work and for people to be, you know, their eyes open as the residents of Santa Monica, which is our our turf where we where we do it. It's like people get to know that on this Saturday or on this Sunday we are there to help them clean up their beaches. And so we have also been recognized by local residents and Santa Monica High School themselves also participate. Uh the oh, high school good. kids go so the yeah, the high school kids go whenever we say uh like the next one is November sixteenth. Actually, uh, National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, uh, talked with me and requested our presence. So I said, do you know that we can heal people by the waves of the beach? Because water and, you know, just the, just the beach, sitting on the sand on the beach helps you heal whatever there is. And so it's also our duty to heal the beach by picking up debris, even though that's it's so not important. ours. Yeah, yep. that's true. And uh, and I listen to the ocean waves, and I have that on the television I have. And mm-hmm. you could put it on there. It's an app you could put on and listen to the waves and watch the waves. Very relaxing and everything. So what? Yeah. Well, how about finding some kind of, let's get, getting to the root of the problem. You go out there and you do an amazing job. But let's, mm-hmm. let's maybe take the pressure off you and switch it uh-huh. to the public. What, what can we get the public to do to help? How about more signs saying there would be a, a fine if they get caught littering. If more more signs like that, or what can we do to maybe stop all this littering? You think we could change people's minds on this? There was, thank you, Jim. There was uh, a volunteer who works at uh, the local uh, 
uh, office, um, and he said he's going to look who's in charge of uh, sanitation. And I said, definitely make sure that uh, they allow not more signs, but an active way of signing. It's not don't litter on the beach. It's not, it's not something that is like people could, uh, how do I say it, adapt to it. It's, it's something that is like more of leave the beach clean the way you, you found it or pick up your trash or something. It's more of not do not litter. Because when words about, such as do not, it, it tends to, uh, doesn't resonate nice to people who read how it. How about maybe some kind of contest where you could reach out to the cities where they're, you know, like you, you, the, the top cleanest beaches. And the list goes on. And, well, nobody's going to want to be, you know, middle and down. So maybe that'll get people yes. motivated to, uh, you know, in the city to get keep their uh, beaches clean. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah, something I like that. That's a very brilliant idea. Yes, we When I was a kid, they used to have the thing of don't be a litter bug. Don't and litter bug, kids yeah. were turning in their mm-hmm. parents. You know, it's like don't be a litter <laughs> bug. We need another good campaign like that. Because it's second nature to me, because that was so uh-huh. drummed into me. Don't be a litter bug. We need <laughs> well, need to come up with a catchy phrase. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, you're you're doing yeah. such a great job, and you know we need we need to duplicate you. We need to get you uh, cloned, so there could be more of you <laughs> out there doing this and keeping this. Uh, Oh, so when is this big island expected to hit shore that's floating out in the ocean? We don't have time to go through too much of this, but, you know, that's, that's um, amazing. Twice the size of Texas the, floating around out there. Correct. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. We, uh, the Philippine team already uh, talked with uh, fishermen because our island, uh, Philippines is a, is a 7,100 island. So uh, the local government that he talked to said that uh, they would plan something for 2020. That like you know, not a big fishing boat, but just like a medium-sized fishing boat to like you know, get or capture whatever is floating towards that area of Asia, and because it's 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 really massive that the garbage. Massive. But yeah, it, yeah, it, it it is it is it is bound to do that because hey, it's not something that we can we can close our eyes to anymore. Like you said, yeah. when you're on a chopper or you're on a plane, you would be able to see it. So that raises awareness that hey let's do something about mother earth because we only have one planet <laughs> we don't exactly. have planet well, b <laughs> so how can people contact you Elrich, and uh you know maybe help volunteer with zero debris perfect uh thank you so much uh we have zero debris on facebook we have zero debris on instagram and our website is a uh, zero z e r with the number zero Debris.org. Dot org. So, okay. Yes, dot org. Well, thank you and, so much. Uh, we, thank you. Thank you, uh, Rita. Thank you, Jim, for the opportunity to share and be heard. Oh, this is amazing stuff. Okay. Yeah, and, this is and, really boring. And spell, spell, wow. that, spell that website again for us. It's uh, Zero Debris, but it's spelled Z-E-R, number zero, Debris.org. Debris, D E B R I S? Yes. D E B R I S, right, yeah. Mm hmm. .org, okay. Zero debris.org. 
Well, thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Eric. This is really interesting stuff. Love to have you back and find out what's going on. Let's clear up that garbage patch out there, the Pacific Patch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Rita. All right. All right. Well, you Jim, I'm gonna. T- you're gonna. You're gonna roll. I'm gonna turn the show over to you. I've got auditions to do. I've also. I just want to remind people. For those of you that have never seen me in person, I've got the I've got like three commercials out there right now. I've got one where it's me at a slot machine throwing coins in the air. I've got that's for Boost Mobile. I've got a Boost Mobile. I'm riding in the back of a convertible Cadillac, <laughs> and I've got a Calif that California phones commercial is the gift that keeps on giving. This is like two years of that commercial. So if you've never seen me, check me out on the commercials. But I'm going to leave our audience in your capable hands, Jim. Usually Jerry is here with us, and he's doing uh, senior tips usually. But today, Jim, you're going to have another special guest. We got got Amy Kardashian. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And uh, and And I'm going to go do actor stuff. And uh, after the commercial, you'll be back with your next guest. You got it. Have a good day, everyone. So long, Reese. Looking to grow and align your brand with celebrities and other established brands? Your brand is all about your entire customer experience. Everything from your logo, your website, your social media experiences, the way you answer the phone, to the way your customers experience your staff. So why not let us help you get your branding right from the start? At EasyWay Promotions, we are a new class of professionals providing first-class online branding, promotion, social media, website development, editing, graphic design, public relations, media, SEO, and online advertising to give your business the competitive edge to stand out. Our highly experienced experts will not only help you increase your online presence, but also provide you with a proven online strategy to help you increase the value of your company and make acquiring new customers easier. So what are you waiting for? Contact us today and let us help you grow your business exponentially. For more information, contact 424-209-9290 or visit easywaypromotions.com. That's letter E, letter Z. We also encourage you to like our Facebook page at Easy Way Promotions. And remember to text INFLUENCE to 59925 and learn about all Eric's The Art of Influence in this modern age. Text INFLUENCER influencer to 59925 and get all Eric's tips and tricks in the new social media era here that's going on. The world is changing. Gerald L. Kane with Baby Boomer Benefits is speaking uh, at, at an engagement today. He won't be on with us, but 818-424-2789 or text VET to 818-532-5332. We have a, I say, interesting guest coming on, and I say that a lot, but uh, Amy Kodashian is a lady that uh, really wants to make a difference. She is such a gifted lady, and uh, I, I, there's so many questions. You know, I could go on with the uh, the bios, and and the problem is then you don't have any time to talk to it to talk to the individual. But empowering humanity, and 
you know, empowerment is a big situation. People take it for granted, like, oh, yeah, empowerment. But you know what? You can transform somebody and bring out their gifts and skills that have been sitting on the on the shelf. So, Amy, you're on with us? Yes, I'm right here. Hello, Amy. Thanks for coming on the Radio Boomers Live. It's, I well, basically thank you for having me. I say it's like Eric's show, only in slow motion, because we're baby boomers. And uh, mm-hmm. Risa took off. She's doing uh, she's doing her show and auditions. But thanks for coming on, because I know you're a busy lady. But what, uh, you know, empowering humanity, this is very intriguing, because uh, empowerment is a big word. And yeah. there's, you, you're, you probably find out that people have built-in skills and talents that you see, but they just don't. Bring them out, and that's kind of what you do. Is you you empower them, you you bring them out to where they can uh, express their talents and skills. Correct. Yes, I, that's exactly what it is. I think everyone, everyone, no matter who they are, even even the homeless in the streets, they have a special talent. The problem is they don't know how to pull it out of them. And that's why a lot of people are stuck in their way, in their business, in their relationship. And therefore, we're not, we're not, I see people are not happy. Are you there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When you see the people are not happy, and that's how we impact each other. And when we have a solution or we could find our own uniqueness, our own special gift that nobody has, uh, this is where we could shine and uh, make the world a better place and uh, be okay with who we are, with the gifts we have. So the show is about empowering humanity in that regard by helping people uh, shine, have them um, get unstuck. And um, yeah. that's the mission, basically, you know, lifting the consciousness. This is a very interesting and intriguing topic because there's a lot of people out there and, and there's, there's people and Eric has made such an impact in people's lives and being his father, I've seen this and it, it, it's, it wakes them up in a way. It's like what you're doing and it, you know, like follow your dream, you know, there's a light bulb mm-hmm. that goes on and, and the light bulb will start fading. You get that idea, but it fades away because you don't follow through. So do you think that's called in the psychology books entrenchment where they get used to a certain way of life and they don't follow their dreams and people like you, Amy, comes along and you want to make that dream come true, right? You know. well, yes, the reason they get stuck is because we all need direction as we're going to reach our goal in life. Yes, we have a gift and then we, would, we could have an aha moment. But it's not enough. An aha moment is not enough. You have to have so many aha moments. You have to have direction. And by having the support, uh, watching the show and bringing some of the top experts to really um, empower them and give them direction, like the support, what they need is support to know that, okay, yes, your dream is big. But you need to start small, and it is okay. If it doesn't happen next week, it doesn't mean you're failure. It takes time to build, to bring it out. It took time to bury it, and it's going to take time to bring it out. So, therefore, the show is going to 
guide people. It's going to help people uh, to feel supported. And the, the big vision is to have a community, online community, where we support each other, where my guests will be involved and answering questions to people so they feel like they're supported and without paying any money or anything. So this is where people could find hope and the direction without, um, you know, spending tons of money to get the, the expertise they need yeah. in order to so, move forward. Because, you know, cost money, a lot of uh, does, information, yeah. it's worth, you know, a lot. And so uh, many what, people can't afford it. What was it that brought Amy to this? I mean, where were you in your life where you thought, you know, people, it, it was it that you noticed that some people had gifts and talents that just weren't fulfilling and weren't, you know, filling, the, you know, finding their well, talents or fulfilling well, their dreams? I, what what brought you to, you know, go out there and kind of bring that out with them? What was it that did that? I think I think majority of the people, even Eric or yourself or any of us who's really making an impact in the world, we come from our own experiences, and we, yeah. we that's how we could help others by understanding where we came from, what was lacking in our life, and what was lacking in my life is I, I can go over the whole thing, but I could give you a bullet point. Bullet um, point. I, I, yeah, bullet point. Otherwise, we'd be here forever, but. I was yeah. I had it I had dyslexia as growing up but nobody understood what dyslexia means so I was punished and put back a repeating class year after year I grew up in yeah. Lebanon and back then nobody understood dyslexia then the yeah. Lebanese civil war began and um, my favorite brother uh, died in front of my eyes to a bomb he was trying to give me hope that he's going to help me so I lost my support. I lost my help at 12 years old, having a vision I wanted to become a teacher because I don't want to punish anybody. That they see, I don't want anyone to think they're not smart enough, they're not good enough just because they couldn't read and write. I wanted, to, um, I wanted to be part of the solution in that age because it hurt so much. But um, I lost my hope and I lost my direction. I lost my support. And the Lebanese uh, Civil War went for 13 years. I was married at 14. I, I became a mother at 15. I was divorced. At not yet. I'm still a teenager. And I was left with no money, no education, no skills. And I had to go back to my mom's home where my mom, she wants me to get married because she couldn't feed me in the first place. Now I was buried in a in a family they didn't want me to be married they didn't want me there because they didn't even know we were getting married and um long story make it short I escaped that so many times I was put down I wasn't bad looking as a young woman but now everybody's been pointing on me oh you're not smart enough you're you're nothing uh, you're divorced negative. you don't yeah. have education you don't have anything. So I was put down in the box. So oh. I, when I came to the United States, everyone told me, you're not going to make it here. Who do you think you are? You have a 10-year-old with you. I was 25 years old. I had $200 in my pocket. I didn't speak English at all. If you spoke my language, I know how to speak English. And I had a daughter with me, and I was a couch homeless in the United States. I didn't come here as a refugee. 
But I refuse to go back, and I have people ask me to buy me a ticket to go back because they never thought I'll make it in the United States. There is no way you're going to make it here. And I you actually... Are, wow, you are overcoming <laughs> barriers, and you have super perseverance. I hope you have a whole bunch of books set up. So so wait a minute. Yeah. You you got hit so hard with all this yeah. negative and you can't do it and blah 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 and you came through it all. What what yeah. I mean what what magic pill did you take to, to beat all that I just, stuff? I believe I believe God saved my life for a reason. I'm a very deep believer. I'm not necessarily in religion, I'm a very deep believer. In every moment in our life, we are guided if we were listening to it. And I refuse to uh, listen to people. I listened to my guidance, and I was able to navigate. And now, wait even a minute. When you, I, you listen to your guidance, what, 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 where are you at with that? Let's stop for a second. I, I That's believe pretty that, I be, Well, you know, I believe there is something more powerful than we are. If we... Yep. If, Otherwise, if we think we, we created ourselves, we're fooling ourselves. Yeah, we didn't exactly. create ourselves. You know, there is no way you can create your own self. So no. there is something bigger than, than anyone, than anyone can ever imagine. We cannot, and that's why it's hard sometimes for people to connect to that. I was able to connect to it because uh, that's another story. This, this when my brother died, they put me in the mountain with my six years old brother, and my oh. my family left me in the mountain. I just my heart was ripped apart, and I yes. I didn't know if I ever gonna see them for three months. Uh, we had no water, no food, and I had to really feed my my six years old brother. He was digging in the garbage to to eat. I had to give him the piece of a bread that I was given to eat. So I knew I understood what giving is. And at one time I was so down, just lost my brother in front of my eyes. I lost my family basically. And I had to take care of my brother and the war was full. We didn't talk on the phone back then. They didn't have a phone. And I sat on on the tree and I put my back on the tree and I looked up at 12 years old and I asked for help. I asked for guidance. I was full of darkness in my heart. And at that moment, I felt the light coming in and filling up my darkness. And I think since then, I was guided. Yep. You know, people think you have to be a special uh, professor or, you know, you have to have a certain way to talk to God. No, you just you no. just look up and, and say, you know, can you help me? You can Thank talk you. to me. Yes. Or or if you don't believe, say, you know, I don't know if I really believe in you that much, but you know, I'm gonna open my heart to you and, and let's get let's start a little rapport going. Let's talk. And mm-hmm. look what happened mm-hmm. to you. And because your story of perseverance, you you know, you got hit with so many negative entities and yet you came through and now you're a uh, a role model for people that have this kind of negative stuff. So what would you say, all right, so for other people uh, empowering humanity, what are some of the main blockers? We don't have much time. We're kind of out of time. But real quick, what are the main blockers that people have that you can uh, penetrate? Well, the blockers that I can do it, who am I? 
who I think I am. I don't have a gift. I am not special. Uh, basically, I'm nobody. I it's am your story. It's yes, your story yes, that does it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to have to turn your story. What I did, I turned my story. And by the way, I, I still have only fourth grade education. I still well, have, well, I, I never no, went no, back no, to no. school. You have a PhD. You have a PhD in education <laughs> because I'll tell you what. But Amy, I, I, wanna, I just want to thank you so much for coming on because that little story you told me. And I want everybody to remember what Amy said when she leaned up against the tree and looked up, that phrase right there is, is just a total gem. I mean, that, that's Thank as you. good as it gets. Amy sat against the tree and looked up with all this adversity and she, you know, she asked for guidance and help. And there it was. That's amazing. But uh, Amy, we're, we're out of time. You know, time is just the thing here. So we want to thank you so much for coming on. How can thank people you. get a hold of you? Thank you for having me. They can go to um, empoweringhumanitytv.com. Empoweringhumanitytv.com. Well, yes. this, is a, this was a one just touching story, and I want to thank you many, many times for coming thank on. Thank you for having me. Right. I appreciate well, what you're doing. Oh, uh, well, thank you very much. Eric is, uh, is amazing. I, I just try to keep up with him. <laughs> but, guys, <laughs> Amy Kardashian, what a story. What a story. And I uh, want to thank everybody for coming on. But it's time to roll, guys. Radio Boomers Live, Aretha Gray and I will be back next Monday at 10 o'clock. And we want to thank everybody for coming on. So remember, baby boomers, keep moving, keep the faith. Until next week, Radio Boomers Live signing out. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Rita Gray, Star Betty White's Out There Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. <laughs>